Uh, welcome to the Cernia Indie Night Podcast. This is episode four. I am Harold Collins. Uh, on this episode, I have Serena Haggerty from London, Ontario. Um, Serena played the Indie Night event uh, on February 29th, uh, which was the country event. Um, so I caught up with her last week. Uh, she was at home in London. I'm here in Sarnia. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is our conversation. Uh, it's a little bit noisy. Uh, I believe she was outside when we, when we did this. And, uh, yeah, if you're interested in checking out some of her stuff, you can find her on Instagram and Facebook, uh, as well as Spotify and other streaming services, uh, just under Serena Haggerty. Uh, here we go. Uh, hello and welcome to the Sarnia Indie Nights podcast. Uh, this is, I'm not sure what episode this will be. Uh, joining me is Serena Haggerty from London, Ontario. Uh, hello. She, hello. She played an Indie Night event, um, at the end of February in Sarnia, obviously. Uh, yeah. So Serena, thanks for joining me. No problem. Got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess we can start off with that. What do you, how do you keep busy these days, really? Oh, well, these days, as in a month ago, um, <laughs> I'm in school and then lots of shows as an artist, like Sarnia or at restaurants, um, festivals, a lot of solo stuff, but also with band. But currently, I'm stuck at home, isolated. I came back from L.A. Um, 13 days ago, so I kind of have one more day of isolation. And right now, I'm just trying to write songs. That's cool. Yeah. So I generally start off with like background information, but L.A., what, what was going on in Los Angeles? Oh, well, it's kind of a secret, so it was hard to keep from everyone, but I can tell you now because when this comes out, it's going to be out anyway, um, but it's for a, it's for a Make-A-Wish commercial, and because it's the 40th anniversary of Make-A-Wish, um, they are doing a commercial with a Coldplay song that you would know, A Sky Full of Stars, mm-hmm. and instead of using um, the original song, they decided it would be cool if they had a Wish kid um, sing it, and usually... They're like, oh, there's not really, like, anyone that we can really use. Um, there's no one that's, like, perfect for this commercial. And it so happened that they all knew Serena Haggerty, and they were just so happy. And I went down for two days and recorded the commercial. And it's, like, five seconds of me singing the song. And so that's kind of why I was there. And then I got to see a lot of cool studios because of this. And it was nice hot weather. So it's just a three-day vacation. That sounds uh, <clears throat> very relaxing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to share the commercial when it comes out. I think in, like, the next few days or weeks. So oh, soon. oh, yeah? Like, so that'll be on that'll be on TV or something? or. I don't know exactly, but um, every, every ceremony they're going to have to celebrate the 40th anniversary – even though it's all canceled now, I think they're going to switch the dates for after the summer mm-hmm. uh, because April is kind of the main month. 
and I think it'll make some streams on TV and then I don't know maybe radio and then just a lot it's going to be presented for like the next few years it'll be like the go-to commercial how to wait 20 seconds (laughs) that's pretty cool so they flew you out there and, and put you up and all that stuff yeah it was awesome I stayed um at a good family friend's house um so I was lucky I I love hotels but it was nice to get the um experience and they had a pool there so that's cool that's good enough so um <clears throat> I guess since you mentioned the Make-A-Wish Foundation do you want to give us a bit of your background and how you were involved with them yeah, um, so when I was 17, I had brain surgery, and I had epilepsy, so I chose to get brain surgery, because that's always fun, and then <laughs> I got accepted, and at first, I thought, why am I accepted? Like, I'm not a kid. Surgery went well, like, it's over, mm-hmm. and then they said, no, you deserve a wish, like, let's do this, so my wish was to perform on a big stage, and not long after, um, like, I think nine months, so not bad, like less than a year. I got to perform um, on stage with Shawn Mendes in Cleveland. So because it took place in America, it was done through Southwestern Ontario, Canada, and then America. So that was the coolest part about my wish because usually it's only a simple wish. Like I wish to go to Florida. I wish to go here. And mine was just... A crazy wish so that's why it was kind of the highlight of the year for many that's pretty cool uh so did you perform one of his songs with him no i would have to work hard and learn <laughs> the lyrics. i'm a i'm a terrible fan and i don't know all the songs um so i kind of just stole the stage oh. um he introduced me and then he just walked off and I sang a song. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, so from that, did you, did that garner you any any attention or, or anything like that? Like, did anything else come from that performance? Yeah, luckily, I sounded pretty good and in tune, and I didn't mess up. So everyone loved it. A ton of people, um, especially the tour, um, the face of the tour like all the people that were on tour doing sounds and management like they were all amazed so it was good to get my name out there and then I kind of stole all of Sean's fans they all <laughs> fell in love with the you know me just because Sean invited me on stage so there's some obsessed obsessive fans with Sean like I, I that was an experience seeing all the like fans and witnessing the fan base that was crazy mm-hmm. So I I gained a lot of, uh, I don't know, I was pretty confident, but I do feel like I, you know, I gained a lot more confidence and I'm more inspired to keep performing. That is good. Once you you can perform again live, because right now nobody can, right? So, (laughs) um, no one. When did you get started with with singing? Like, how, how old were you when you started that? I've sang, um, I've sang my whole life. Usually people say, you know, five, six, or mm-hmm. 11. And I've sang and always loved music, like forever before I could talk. I was oh. very loud. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you also play guitar as well. So when, when did you start that? 
I kind of, I learned all by ear. When I was three, I started playing the cello, and I took lessons forever with the cello. And I was so small, I started with the viola. And then a couple years later, maybe like 12, okay, so like a decade later, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I started playing guitar, and I taught myself. So I'm not a pro even now, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'll ever be. But um, I have I have taught myself a lot, so it's nice. I'm an okay guitar player. I, I, play- I think you're I think you're pretty good for what you do. Like I've obviously seen you play live there, uh, and I and I thought you were, you know, like a pretty solid guitar player for the music you're doing. And uh, I didn't see any mistakes, so you should be confident <laughs> in your playing because I thought it was pretty good actually. So thank you, thank I appreciate that. No I played problem. a lot of gigs this past um, year too. That's with um, my band, mm-hmm. and like they are just beyond talented. So it's pretty nice playing with them because I play guitar for like one or two songs to show the crowd that I am able to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And then it's nice just focusing on my vocals. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> you're currently in the uh, you go to Fanshawe for the music industry arts program, correct? Yes, I do. Are you, how, and how many years is that program? That's just two years. Um, it's smashed in two years, but you can learn so much and meet so many people. And then there's an optional third year called Audio Post Productions, and they focus a lot on the editing parts of stuff and all like background sounds for movies and shows and everything. So they focus a lot on the editing part of it and MIA, the two years. We kind of focus on engineering, like on a music console, and then the production and artist development and management. So I have learned a lot from the profs. They are just incredible, and it's been fun. It went by really fast two mm-hmm. years. Um, do you have a do you have a a favorite aspect of that program? Like, is there there's something um, out of all the things they've taught you? Is there one thing you've you've kind of uh, been drawn towards the most, you know, as, whether it's um, like audio production or the management business side of it? Yeah, I, I do love the business side of it. I haven't learned, I have learned a lot from the speakers that have came in, especially a lot of them at first, I knew them all since they were all London people, but the people who I met through it just, it was cool hearing their stories as musicians and as management and booking. And I'm also like inspired by the audio post classes and the teacher, his name is Steve. He's awesome. And I love it. It's such a cool class. And we do like projects, movie scenes, and then car crashes and chases. Like we just, you know, it's a lot of creativity, but it's also common sense. What sounds you're going to put with, the projects that you're doing the sound for. Right. So that's a huge um, interest, but I don't think I'll be going into that in the future because I suck at editing. But it was <laughs> one of those things that I enjoyed I enjoyed learning about. Well, that's good. Uh, audio engineering is, is uh, fun and interesting. I didn't take any schooling for it. I just kind of learned it as a hobby on the side and then uh, – just really got into it. I think mostly because I'm a gear nerd. So it kind of started with the guitar stuff and having guitar gear and then slowly transitioning to, uh, to like 
recording and buying that stuff. So, so you play in a band as well. I'm assuming it's like the Serena Haggerty band. Yeah, I call it Serena Haggerty and the ladies. It's just four guys, five right. guys. Right, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, like, how did you get involved with them? Did you meet them through um, Fanshawe, like, at, during during your schooling, or? Um, no, none of them went to MIA. Actually, um, same mutual friends um, that graduated like years ago yep. from being involved in the music scene in London. So there was a lot of mutual friends, um, but I met them just through more mutual friends actually one of them is my second cousin (laughs) and I found out from like playing two gigs with him and then he was talking to his grandma and said like oh I'm playing the show with this girl named Serena Haggerty and his grandma's like oh that's your cousin so I think just through all mutual friends I met these guys and I was really lucky Mm -hmm. um I always feel lucky they're just so talented so it shows off um it shows off a lot of talent when we play together, and I always brag about them because they're the best in London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in in your in your full band, uh, Serena Haggerty and the ladies, how does how does the writing process work? Do you do you come up with songs and bring it to them, or do they you know do they write music and bring it to you? How does that work? Yeah, so a lot of them um, have been in their own bands and then other bands, um, and then. Some of them, they went to school for music and just mastered in music. Um, like my drummer, he went to Western University uh, for drumming. But then my two other friends, they didn't even go to school for music. I don't know what they went for, but they just always had that music. Yep. So they are full-time musicians, but yet they also work a full-time job. Um, and when it comes to original music, I... For my recent two EPs, I've worked like in studio with a producer, and then I right. bring it to my band and say, "Okay, we're doing this song." Okay. So, so I do it that way. Yeah, I kind of do it with the producer, and then just throw a song at my band and right, right, right. Make them do it or tell them to make it, you know, an acoustic version. Okay. I kind of just give them the work. And so the producer you speak of is Moberg. Yeah, right now, um, I just released two songs recently, and I worked um, with Moberg mm-hmm. in Enoch Studio here in London, mm-hmm. and I'm actually working on two more songs with him, too, so I'm really excited after this corona party has passed. <laughs> uh, so for those that don't know, Mo was the front man for the band The Pursuit of Happiness, uh, and that was, like, what, mid-90s, I believe, he was in that band? Yeah, I I think like eighties or nineties. Yeah, I a while ago I don't remember. (laughs) Right. So how did you how did you get involved with him? He teaches production in MIA first year. So um, originally the engineering teacher for second year, I knew him kind of as a family friend, but I didn't have him as a teacher yet. And then I wanted to start working with him for two new songs of mine. But then he recommended like him mixing and Mo producing. So that's when I started working with both of them. And so Rob Nations is his name. And he mixed and mastered the songs. And then Mo produced it all. And that's how I met Mo, just from having him in production last year. And then working with him in studio right after the year ended. And getting started. 
So does he help you? Like, do you bring an idea to him and, and he kind of, um, you know, consults with you on it as far as like direction to take it or like what's his, what's his role in, in your writing? Yeah, for the two first songs that we did, I brought him, um, I brought him five songs and then we kind of pick which ones to, you know, finish off and make good and see what we should work on. Mm-hmm. And that was all my songwriting. So I kind of brought him a song and he guided me, but I wrote it all. Okay. And then the two new ones now, I'm, I'm bringing it to him. And one of them we're co-writing, yep. which has been fun. And we're done it now. And then the other one, it came out of nowhere and I brought it to him and he loved it. So it's it's cool seeing the perspective of another songwriter too because I've worked with a few and, you know, sometimes they love a line and other times you show someone a line and it's just horrible. Like they would change it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed writing with him. Um, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot from everyone that I work with. Mm-hmm. producer wise but i really enjoyed working with him and i'm excited to do it again <laughs> and so you guys you guys record in london at emax studios right yeah it's awesome it's owned by the engineer um the guy who mixed and mastered the song rob nation and then also joe vaughn and joe's a prof for mia as well he teaches first year engineering okay Okay. And I definitely almost failed first year engineering. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. I went up to him and I said, Joe, listen, I know you don't want me as a student again. I know you love me, but I need to pass this class. <laughs> I need to go to second year. So I passed. And, and that's good. That's good that you did. Um, so you said that you've done two singles so far. They're released, right, with Mo? Then uh, that's meant to be and uh, the other one's... Is it Want You So Bad? Yeah, Want You okay. So Bad I meant to be. Um, and then a couple years ago, a couple is in like three or four, not mm-hmm. that long ago, I released, um, in 2016, I released an EP called Missing Pieces and then a second EP called Compass. And I recorded some of that in another studio in London called um, Char- Charters, okay. Charters Recording Studio. And the rest of it I recorded in a studio of the producer. His name is Reiner Stotzer. And Reiner actually went to MIA like 30 years ago, too. So that's actually how I heard about MIA. Oh, okay. Through okay. him. And he does movies and commercials. And he does all background music. And he's awesome. And he's the reason... I go to MIA, and then Dan Broadbeck, the coordinator of MIA, he mastered my songs on the first two EPs. He was also just recently nominated for a Grammy, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for the Cranberries album. Right. So there's a there's a lot of, uh, I guess, bigger name like that program puts out um, the graduates of it generally. They seem to be successful. I know there's a lot of bands I follow from London that I really like that. Uh, I mean, they're they're incredible. And I know a lot of them met in that program. So it seems to be pretty cool. And it's a good uh, <clears throat> it's a good pot for, for mixing, you know, really cool musicians and, and seeing what they do out of it. Yeah, definitely. There, there have been 
to be a lot of bands in the past, but my year is really weird. We have a lot of solo acts, but oh, we also okay. do have some duos, and then I think one or two bands. It's also weird how it changes through the years, because I know three years ago, there was a ton of, you know, rock, heavy metal kind of bands, yep. and then it went to kind of um, just rock, pop, and now I think we're really country folk there's a lot of that kind of stuff acoustic right would you would you consider yourself so i know i had you play the indian nights uh the country event would you classify yourself as country or what do you classify yourself as i think right now i kind of want to aim for alternative pop okay and i do love country so i'm seeing a lot as a country pop alternative which i love Mm -hmm. well Well, i think those lines are kind of blurry as well um i mean i i don't really listen to country music but the the newer country music that that's out there is very pop so i i mean those i think those lines are kind of blurry anyway uh you know what i mean yeah definitely um yeah there's a ton you listen to like country radio and you're like this is not this is not country and then they'll also switch you know they'll play on the pop station they'll play country music right some dan and shay or all that's pop these days um but i think i forget what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) so who so who are your like what what artists um that you listen to now or or you know kind of prior to where you are now what what really inspired you to uh like who inspires you to write or or you know what what are your influences um or who are your influences sorry not what are your influences but who are your influences that you kind of listen to over the last few years that kind of you know shaped your sound a little um i think there's a ton a lot of um a lot of artists you know some of them don't write any of their stuff and others do so i really adore the ones who write um a ton of music like um like julia michaels especially her stuff is very very pop so some of it it's like god like this is pop. I can't listen to it on repeat, but it's also very catchy. So right. I basically can. She writes a ton. And then um, there's a ton of like old cool people. Joni Mitchell, Kara mm-hmm. King, yep. Neil Young, um, Elton John. Like a lot of artists like that really inspire me. Um, but then current artists, like there's some country artists, um, a girl named Maren Morris. And I'm trying to think. It's hard. But yeah. Marin Morris, I feel like, would be a songwriter. She does a ton of – she's a country artist. So I just – I'm a huge fan of her as well. So I think listening to everything, um, everyone kind of inspires me in some way, and I get a taste of music from all of them, especially Adele. Like yeah. back in the old days, you know, with – just <laughs> amazing songs coming out all the time. That right. was a huge inspiration. And that really, um, that's where I got a lot of vocal um, 
how do I explain it? Like, my voice was really influenced by Adele songs. Okay. Yeah, and of course, Ed Sheeran. Oh, uh, okay. Awesome, Ed Sheeran. So Is it's it... probably all over the place. Yeah. Is it important to you to... Um to be like so i know you work with a producer is it important to you to be a part of the writing process or would you be okay with it you know if they came to you and like here's a song that was written we want you to sing it what, what's your take on that yeah like i'm i'm very open so when someone does that i'm totally interested if it's a good song if it's kind of a hor- horrible song then i kind of have to lie and say oh, i'm too busy <laughs> um but I- I'm a huge fan of that too because there are a ton of awesome songwriters and I'm not a I'm not a masterpiece at songwriting. Right. I do I think I've improved a ton and mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay, but a lot of people I would love to work with, even if they're done a song, I'd love to sing it. Um yeah, but right now working with um, who I've worked with, I have a lot of say in the production and in the writing. Yes. So especially for the two songs I did with Mo, I was able to say what I liked and what I didn't like, and I gave him songs and artists of what I want to sound like. So pop alternative kind okay. of artists, like yep. there's a girl named Maggie Rogers. <clears throat> yep, I've heard and, of her. Yeah, she's awesome. So the one song, "Why You So Bad," the production wise i gave mo um the album i said here listen to this this is what i want to sound like so he did it and mm-hmm. yeah so huge fan of maggie rogers uh yeah i remember when she kind of got really big there there was that video where she was kind of not necessarily discovered but pharrell really liked that that song she was in uh she went to was it nyu i believe for music and, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, and she produced a song, and then um, Pharrell heard a few of the songs of the students, and then he had like feedback, and then he just said, "Wow, I don't know what to say." Well, right. he said it positive with positive vibes, like, "Wow, I don't know what to say." I can't, I can't act like I'm Pharrell, but yeah, you yeah. definitely saw the video. <laughs> um, do you get a lot of? Do you have a lot of offers come your way to to sing someone else's songs? I don't have too many offers. I would love to have more. Like I've had them in the past, but mm-hmm. not recently. So I'd love to. I'd love to do more work, you know, for other people. Mm-hmm. But this past year, I have been kind of focusing on my own stuff. So it's not like it's bad, good or bad. Right. Right. Um, so you you mentioned previously you have two newer singles out, uh, Meant to Be and Want You So Bad, and then you're working on a couple more. Is there a plan to do like another EP or an album, or, or are they just going to be singles? I think I'm thinking of releasing a few more singles and then putting it together as an EP. Right. An album is... It's great and it's it's so exciting, but these days I think just EPs. Yeah. They're, they're better, cheaper, funner, easier to listen to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's hard because I already have three songs that I, I kind of released because there's, like you said, meant to be, you want you so bad. But then I have another song. I didn't play it in Sarnia. But it's called Crazy, and a guy who I met through MIA, 
he asked to write a song with me and he wanted to produce it and it's it's so catchy it's awesome and it's very pop edm mm-hmm. like chain smokers okay so i i love that song but then i ended up just focusing on a alternative pop not extreme edm pop right. but i'm gonna do an acoustic version of it That's on cool. my next ep so i'm kind of i'm kind of thinking you know have a five song ep mm-hmm. do the two that are out and then acoustic of crazy and then two more new ones so i'll see how it goes and then i like having a big big release party so that'd be awesome that would be release parties are fun uh to do um i forget what i was gonna ask you i just had a really good question uh okay so how does how does everything work with serena Haggerty? like you have a website and all that do you have do you have management um website's great yes i have a website um i do manage myself i do all you know emails bookings and everything but i have a huge um i have a huge how do I say it? I do do it all myself. However, my mom, she's, I call her my momager. Mm-hmm. So she does a ton for me as well. Um, all the same kind of stuff that I do. Social media is so much work and it takes up so much time. So I do all of that, but it is, it is a lot of work. It, it does. Uh, that's good that you brought that up actually. Uh, Cause I was going to ask you about that, but it, it does take up a lot of time and it is a lot of work, but I mean, it's a really great free marketing tool. Like, you know, you, I mean, I know you can use sponsored ads on Instagram and Facebook uh, and whatnot, but you know, like we live in this really cool age of technology where it's, a, it costs a lot less to put out music and, you know, probably even less to market it where, you know, you think back 20 years ago uh, and, and you had to be a really good band or on the brink of making it to, to have those opportunities and have a big team behind you to, to put out an album or an EP. What's your, uh, so you obviously do think social media is a lot of work. Um, but do you enjoy doing it? I think it's fun sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I don't mind it. Um, two years ago, I feel like I had more news to tell, so it was easy to keep people entertained. Right. But then last year, I was, you know, I started school, I was busy, I had nothing to do on social media, but I still needed to keep uh, my fans entertained and also gain a fan basis. Right. So I feel like I don't mind it. It's a good time. You know, you can be home in your pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um but when you have other stuff, it is, it is a lot of time. It feels like it's wasted, but yet it's worth it. Right. Well, that and and you know, constantly, like you said, uh, you know, trying to gain a fan base as well as keep the one you have, and uh, just trying to be creative over and over again, and and not constantly post the same things and and whatnot. So it's uh it is a lot of work i don't think <clears throat> for people that maybe don't do it because i know for my band i do not all of it but a lot of it and it, so does another so so do the other members but it i mean there's days when i'm off and i'm you know i get up early and then you know it's 11 o'clock already and i've already spent you know four or five hours on my phone doing social media stuff so yeah. there is a lot that goes into it I don't, I don't think people really realize that um especially if you're trying to do something 
in music and, and get somewhere really you, you really have to be on top of that speaking of which so <clears throat> i know we kind of talked about it at the beginning but um you've right now nobody can play live obviously we're in the the middle of this pandemic of coronavirus uh so you're doing online sessions kind of yeah a lot of people started doing it and it became a big thing so i thought you know what i'm gonna do one right now and then i did a few and those are easy because like they're so laid back i did an instagram live yesterday and i literally sang a few songs that I barely knew, kept people entertained, you know, talk to them, they request a song and you pretend you know it and do it. <laughs> and then you can say bye whenever you want. So yeah. I did enjoy doing that. And then um, the London Arts Council in London also hired me to just do an hour set. So I did one live on Facebook and, you know, tag London Arts Council, London Free Press, newspaper. So it's not bad because you can stay at home and right. hear whatever you want. So I have been enjoying the live streams. Mm-hmm. Um, they're good also because they're free shows for people and they can watch it, you know, later if you keep it up. Right. And they're a bit more intimate too uh, because it's just really you in a room and you don't, I mean, I know you can, you can see if people are online, but you can't really see people's reactions i guess it's not the same as playing live Um, yeah it's it's true it really is um it really is like it feels like a one-on-one kind of show and it's free so like i I would enjoy that yeah um i just have a few questions left i think so you came to sarnia was that your first time playing in sarnia i think you said it was yeah i think so yeah Yeah. what was your what was your um what was your impression of the evening? Terrible. Oh, it was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> the, the, the rest of the acts were awesome, and everyone was so, so nice. Um, and, yeah, I just came alone. Uh, I could have came with my one guitar player or the band, but it's it's such – I think it was such a busy time. You know, a normal weekend. Every weekend's busy. But it was a lot of fun. It was a good crowd. The one thing that I did not love is no one got up to dance. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a uh, Sarnia's a uh, it's a it's a different town because it is a very big cover band town. So, um, I th- well, I guess you did do a few covers. I don't know what it is to be honest. It's uh, it to me, it's weird to like. It's great that the the event is is successful and people are coming out to it like that event was sold out uh the week after was sold out but like people just sit back and watch as opposed to you know if you go to a a show in london for you know maybe an indie band people are up at the front of the stage and and they're involved and and i find the crowd here isn't like that yet so hopefully next time you come back you all you know it's a it's a this is really there's nothing else in sarnia like this like there are um there's a bar in town where they bring in um they bring in like touring acts they've had some some pretty big bands in there um but again it's a bar right so people are there to eat or drink regardless whereas this event uh people are buying tickets to come and support and see and hopefully just because they want something to do and there's something to do so it's still it's still changing people and changing the stigma of 
being a, from being a cover band town to to now we have original acts and and bringing in acts from out of town so hopefully the next time you come back because uh, i would like to have you back again um people dance for you <laughs> yeah <the> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely and i would love to be back and try and make them dance again that makes sense though everything you said the town like i feel like in london um a lot of people love original music they love right. live music right. no matter what they're listening to yeah. and they go out they drink beer they have a good time so sarnia will be like one london one day it's it's slowly it's slowly changing um you know it is the the event is getting bigger uh and and you know it's always people messaging and asking when the next one is and whatnot so but speaking of what's next i mean there's i and you know there's really no foreseeable time frame but um if if this lockdown were to end tomorrow or today even what, <laughs> that would what, be uh, great it would be great um what would like so what's up next for you i know you do you, you have shows planned obviously yeah i have shows most of them even all summer they're all canceled now oh they are yeah a ton they're all canceled uh, so that kind of sucks because yeah. I planned, you know, all of June and I said no to other gigs because I had another gig, but now I almost want to email them as a joke and say like, Hey, my, <laughs> my gig got canceled, even though like that gig that I would want would be canceled by now. Right. So I feel like lots of gigs are canceled, lots of tours that my band, um, like all my musician friends have, they're all canceled. Yeah. So you know, if it if everything ends tomorrow, it sucks. Maybe they'll rebook everything. But I think I'm gonna just try and improve my songwriting skills and get a ton of performances once once things open up again. Yeah. Um, but I'm also gonna finish school. Um, it's all online now. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's the weird part about it, because the studios, they're open at the school 24 hours, and you can mm -hmm. use it whenever you want, and then out of the blue, everything shut down once corona started, so right. no more studios. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a home setup at all, like a home studio that you can do anything mm -hmm. from if you had to? Yeah, I have. I have what I need, definitely, and recently, this past year, the projects... I've done on my laptop um, with Logic, um, the awesome app, Logic, yep. with all the cool key commands that I love. So I'm able to do a ton on that. And then a lot of my life is performing. So all I need is a guitar and a, right. and a chair and a bed. That's all I need. So I have that. <laughs> so <laughs> I think good. that's... <laughs> that's basically what's next for me just figure out what i'm going to do next year too because yeah. i'm i'm kind of thinking just you know get a ton of shows and right. perform and write that's kind of my plan next year that's good it's a good plan to have it's it's i think playing live is the uh the best part of the whole thing in my opinion yeah it definitely is uh it definitely is a good a good part of it i do love as i might have said before i do love playing with a band so mm. i definitely want more gigs with the band right 
Right. Well, uh, I guess that's all I really have for you. So you have two, you, well, you have your EPs out, but you have two current recent singles anyway, Want You So Bad and Meant To Be, uh, and they can be found on Spotify and I'm assuming all the other streaming services. Yes, all the platforms, all the good ones. And if uh, anybody listening wants to find out more information on you or check out one of your live streams, where can they find you? I need to cough. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google my name, anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely uh, anywhere. Well, I will definitely link those in the uh, description of the the episode um but i think that's all i have for you so thanks for taking some time out of your day and talking yeah anytime thank you so so much for having me and i can't wait to be back to uh sarnia once corona is actually done and over with <laughs> definitely as soon as uh as soon as there's another event like i'm thinking about doing an acoustic wall I want to do an acoustic one because uh, I haven't done one yet. And I was hoping to do one in the fall, but I guess we're kind of going to have to wait and see what happens. But if there is, definitely reach out to you. Okay, amazing. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you so much. So that was my interview with Serena Haggerty from London, Ontario. Again, if you want to check her out, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream music, uh, just look up Serena Haggerty. Uh, she also has a website. I believe it's serenahaggerty.com. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I probably should. But anyway, uh, you can check it out there. She's also on Facebook, Instagram, all those places. Uh, thanks again for listening. Tell a friend. Uh, hopefully everybody is staying indoors so that we can get past this lockdown thing and uh get back to putting on live events and uh interacting with people that is all for now till next time